0: Welcome to Living a Life, a podcast that inspires and educates
1: everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Holt. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. Let's be real, it will not always be easy, but it's totally worth it. So let's jump right in and together get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm, I'm living, living the, the life. life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life.
0: Living the Life. It brings you so much joy every single time you start it that way, and I just want to keep letting you do it, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh.
1: Uh. I get to live out my inner
0: radio host. Yeah, I feel like I've said that probably the last three four times we've started the podcast, <laughs> so I should probably stop
1: saying that and moving forward, but... That's okay. You can keep saying it, so. How are you, Kathleen? I'm doing pretty good. How- I, I'm doing better now that we're uh, out of the cold. Oh my God, it... it We've had a few very cold days, and it was this morning, minus 16 feels like minus 23. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Sorry,
0: everybody in the states who does Fahrenheit, (laughs) you guys can Google that. But it's friggin' cold.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very cold. And so we had to bring the dogs out, of course, and we had to bring ourselves out because it's healthy to do so. And... We had to put on all the things, all the sweaters and long johns and coats and mitts and hats. And we had these little hot paw things you crack and then shake and then they feel really hot. We had those in our in our uh, gloves. Marissa had her. Did you have your plug in socks? I had heated socks. They have these little battery run
0: socks that uh, are very warm. I had two pairs of pants on. I had my wool mitts and then my little shaker paw things. I had a scarf wrapped around my face. So yeah. I probably look like a
1: snowman. You, you could only see my eyes. Right? You could only see her eyes poking out. And then she had this big wet ring around where her mouth is, where she's breathing through it. <laughs> Although I also noticed it's
0: actually much harder to breathe through your nose when you do that. So also, I don't know, it forced me to do a lot of mouth breathing. So I don't know if that's good. But anyways,
1: I was warm. So that that's definitely... It would. forced you to do mouth breathing?
0: It's harder to do nose breathing. That's probably not a
1: good thing if it forced you to do. No, that's what I'm saying is I had
0: to be very intentional about it. But it mm. also could have just been that it's cold and that your nose is running and that it's you don't want to be snotting your nose everywhere.
1: Yeah. All that to say it was painful, but we did it. And it's something that I'm trying to work on this year is when the resistance comes up and your your mind's like, no, that's hard. I don't want to do it. Than just leaning into it and doing it anyways. So I, I could feel myself being like, well, we could just, you know, let the dogs out in the backyard and we can wait till it's warmer. It's definitely not going to get any warmer out today. So <laughs> might as well just bite the bullet and go out. And so... We did, and we didn't even go for a really short one. We went for a regular yeah, walk. So 40, it was nice. 40 minutes. It was good. And actually, I want to I wanna admire this in you.
0: So if, if anyone listened to the 2024, what we're focused on for this year, um, one of the things Kathleen said was the word grit and doing those hard things even when she doesn't feel like it. And she just came off of doing her two weeks of night shifts. And even though she just literally finished a night shift, each, so she had seven of them in total, every single one that she did – Maybe, I think maybe there was one that you didn't. Yeah, one I was dead. But other than that, she'd get home at whatever it was, seven thirty eight in the morning, and we'd go for at least a 20-minute walk. So whatever your excuse was, be it that you're tired or be it that it was really cold, Kathleen's been doing it with both. <laughs> so it is possible, <laughs> um, but I just want to admire that in you, that it's it's one thing to say. I'm going to be a person this year who's going to show up and do the hard things. And then it's another thing to actually act on what you say you're going to do. So I just
1: want to admire that in you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, I mean, starting out the day, getting ahead of things is the key to success. So be it that, you know, you're trying to get your 10,000 steps in. so you're So you're starting the day with a walk or you're trying to get X amount of water in per day. So you're starting out the morning drinking lots of water, or you're starting to, you're trying to hit your protein targets. So you're starting your breakfast with a good amount of protein. If I hadn't gone for that walk, and then you know I I slept all day because I had working I was working all night, and then I got up, it would have already been late afternoon, and then I had to go into work at eight p.m. So I'm I'm starting out with not having hardly any steps and then trying to fit it all in while I'm trying to get ready for the day and it, it it just wouldn't have happened. So I know in my mind, even though it sucks, even though it's cold out, even though I'm tired, if I don't do it, then I'm going to be starting out uh, below where I need to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like with that too, like you said, it's so much easier at the beginning of the day you get ahead, but also your willpower is going to be so much easier at the beginning of the day. How many times have we said, I'm going to do this thing tonight? And it just doesn't happen because there's, there's a certain point where you've already made tons of decisions. Your brain's tired. You're feeling off. you're, You're like, you've already done a whole day's work and you just want to chill. Like it's so much harder to get yourself going later on. So like when you wake up, don't look at your phone, don't start the other tasks or whatever it is, or, but just start the one task that will actually help, like Kathleen said, help you get ahead, be it maybe having that glass of water before your cup of coffee, maybe going for a walk before you sit down to see, read the
1: news, right? Whatever the thing is, like, just, just start it. Yep. So, Marissa, this morning you were talking about feeling really good and being like, oh, you know what? I felt good for quite a long time now. And it's something that you've talked about in the past – Quite a bit about struggling with mental health and you know having having these dips and valleys every so often. Um, do you want to kind of share why you think it is that you're you've been feeling better?
0: Yeah, it was really interesting. So when Kathleen says I've been feeling good, I just feel like I need to also. Um, categorize. There's different types of feeling good. There's feeling good physically. There's feeling good mentally. There's feeling good emotionally. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're always experiencing good emotions, but that you can come back to this grounded place. Um, You can feel good also, I think, on like a soul level where it's just like generally you feel lighter or generally you feel heavier, but I think that that also then will go back to a bunch of other things. So definitely over the past couple months, I know we shared a little bit about this in a previous episode, I've been dealing with a lot of physical struggling to feel good physically and physical energy being depleted and so through that process I've been working with a naturopath and working with my doctor and trying to figure out like what what are some things we can do Um, but one of the things that came up with my naturopath which he was saying was he's like he's like I think some of the best thing that you can do is continue working with your therapist because from what I'm hearing a lot of this is probably more on The mental and emotional side of things and that as you process that stuff it'll be way easier for you to do the physical stuff which I also agree with just based off of what I've seen over the the history of me and my self-care over the past 10 years and the different trends that show up but something that he did give that helped with um, supporting me mentally from the physical level and helping my body feel good was this he's got this uh, supplement it's called a mood support and it's got a bunch of different things in it but it's got some 5-htp in it as well as st john's warts which is a um it's a natural herb but it's a it's a stream of a antidepressant And generally, just for anyone who's wondering, uh, do your own research on this. I did my own research and I came to the conclusion that I felt safe enough to do this. But um, it does everything that you will read or not everything. A lot of things you'll read will say do not mix 5-HTP with antidepressants because it's true with a bunch of them. It will create potential brain issues so don't just be like oh, i'm just gonna start mixing my own concoction <laughs> um please do not do that I did some of my own research and i decided that for me that this was the best thing for me right now uh to try this so i did and it's been going really well i was telling this to kathleen this morning that there's i haven't been in these crazy heavy fogs i used to go weeks at a time sometimes where i'd feel like there's like this really heavy cloud around me and i felt like i just couldn't see three feet further than where i was at and it was so hard to get out of whatever chaos was in my mind in my body this almost like overwhelm terror sense sometimes um but especially on like i said like the the low side the the dark alone helpless and hopeless thoughts that i've gone through many times like it's been couple months now and it's literally been since starting this that i've noticed this difference so that's actually something that's super exciting is noticing a difference on the mental health so what's happening in my brain is seems to be a lot better and i don't know if this is better because again also my physical health is getting better but all the way i was sick in december and early january i was exhausted through december and november so i don't think I don't think it's that, I also haven't been eating way less sugar and been eating better. So it could be combinations of like the food I'm eating, but Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think it's, I think it really might be, this might be, even if it's not the answer that's fixing everything, it's the supplements literally called mood support. So I'd say it's
1: probably supporting Mm -hmm. in my mood. So that's really exciting and fun. Well, and also from what you told me, your naturopath said that if you start to feel those dips coming on, or if you're in a maybe in an environment where you would typically have more stress on you and maybe your mood would dip or your yeah your emotions or whatever that you can increase the dosage and so just having that literally like you said what's called mood support in those moments where there would be a little dip that you're able to up it and it kind of keeps it a little bit more level, which is nice.
0: Yeah. And the other nice thing about it too is that it's not, because it's not a regular antidepressant, it's more of a herb, but you don't have to like wean on and off it. You can start or stop it at any point and just use it as a support. Um, so it's really cool. And it was also, again, I I really enjoy working with people who hold me accountable and remind me this is a supplement. This is to help support you as you work through whatever you're working with but this is not going to help at all if you're not already doing the work you need to be doing. Mm. So I think that's it's also is really helpful. Um, just having that that little push and that kick that even now I might be feeling better. This doesn't mean that oh yay I can go back to eating a bunch of sugar and I don't have to take care of myself by going to sleep on time and I can mm. do all these other things which make me feel like crap. It's like no, you got to take care of yourself first, and then you can use other things to help support you along the way. So
1: yeah, it's been been really good yeah and and we also marissa was talking about today that she's like she woke up she's like oh i'm sore (laughs) we started uh we started a new phase of training like i always find that i feel comfortable and feel really good in like a strength training phase doing like barbell lifts um lifting heavy low reps um, lots of time between and I've seen good results in that but I found and I think a lot of people can relate to this that when you f- when you find something that feels really good on your body and you see results you kind of like to stick in there <laughs> like yeah I, I, I know that this has worked I know this feels good so I'm not going to kind of change my phasing and you know I would ch- I would change the exercises but I would say that I was in a strength phase for a long time and even if I would go maybe into bodybuilding hypertrophy style for a little bit it wasn't very long and then I'd hop back into strength again so we've recently just changed into from strength into uh, higher reps like 15 to 20 reps and holy shit after the first workout my butt was so sore <laughs> and and I was
0: laughing so hard the first workout because I was a little tired that day so I adjusted based off my body's energy so I'm sure I didn't push myself as much as Kathleen did and so the next day she was complaining I was laughing so much she's complaining about all these things and
1: then I just did day two yesterday and that was me this morning waking up
0: being like (laughs) I'm so sore
1: she's like my whole chest my whole glute it's just you know your body's not used to it it's that stimulus and this is where we talk about you know phasing your training and the importance of as your body gets used to a stimulus that you change it so then it has to adapt to that new stimulus because as great as strength training is your body gets used to it and so to do something different um for yeah like a- after that workout then I had you know eleven eleven 11 hour shift of sitting in the cruiser for a lot of that and my my glutes were cramp, cramping up, my hamstrings were cramping up. I had to keep getting out of the car and stretching out and it was, <laughs> Yeah, it was a a doozy, that's for sure. So funny. So, what we guys we wanted to talk to you guys about today
0: was intensity of training. And this came up because when we were on our walk this morning, we started talking about David Goggins, who if you don't know who he is, he's this he's he's known as like the crazy army slash endurance guy who will do like the most ridiculous things like run 100 miles just and like destroy
1: himself and like go on like whatever yeah, like, I I was watching his Instagram story the other day and it was his wife <laughs> and she's like she's taking a video of him it's pitch black he's running or like slogging outside she's in the car next to him and taking the video and she's like this is David <laughs> he decided that just out of the blue he told me hey I'm gonna go run 100 miles um, and she's like okay so she gets in the car to follow him and he didn't tell anybody the only reason uh, that anyone knew is just because his wife ended up taking this video of him and she's like this is I think it was hour like 11 of her driving in the middle of the night and just following him and he's just shrugging along like it's insane yeah, so this guy's crazy. Anyways, he's got some really cool books and stuff out there too, just
0: in terms of like how to get yourself to just push yourself to these unbelievable levels. And it's really interesting because we start talking about this, like, okay, like obviously he's someone who's intense. He pushes himself. And for me, I'm at a point in my training where I was like, I feel like I don't want to do that. I don't want to push myself and things be super intense and me to be like, one more rep, go, 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 be exhausted, feel the burn, all that. I'm like, no, no like I, I want to see results. I want to take care of my body, but I don't want to, I don't know. I don't, want, I don't want to be too intense. I don't want to push myself. I don't like that. And we were talking about this and it's like, at what point are you forcing yourself to make it more intense when maybe you don't actually need to to get the results you want? And at what point is it better to make it more intense? And the more intense you go, the more results you'll get.
1: Well, I think that, so if you're, if you're looking at something like that, where it's, it's super intense, you're going for, I mean, for him, it's a hundred miles. There's no way that I think I would literally die if I did hundred miles, but, but something that's like super long endurance, crazy, push yourself, make you want to vomit, make you want to quit. That's not a good workout in the sense of it's going to make you really healthy. It's going to help you lose weight. It's going to, help you put on muscle. It's going to help you, you know, balance out your hormones. That's not the case. So I think that a lot of people get caught in the, you know, I I need to punish myself and push myself every single workout because I need to lose this weight. That's a losing battle. But, and this is where Marissa and I were talking about on our walks, I think it has a place where you're building that resiliency. And we've all been there where And and we were talking about this earlier with our cold walk outside, like everything in my mind was telling me, oh, Kathleen, that's going to suck. It's going to be cold. Just wait. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And by building that and overcoming that voice in your head telling you, don't do it. It's going to be hard. Choose the easier thing. Every time you override that, you're building that resiliency and you're actually you're improving your brain's ability to choose the thing that's harder. And so maybe by choosing the route that David Goggins does is doing a really intense workout. Next time you have a hard thing to do, like, uh, something in your business, then you're able to easier show up to that. Or if the hard thing is, you know what, I want to keep my home really nice and clean and tidy because I know that makes me feel good. But, you know, it takes time and effort. I might as well just leave it to look like a pigsty. Now you've built that resiliency to show up. And you know what, instead of sitting in front of the TV and choosing the easy thing, I'm going to choose the harder thing and get off my ass and clean up the house because that's the thing that is really going to feed my soul.
0: Yeah, I think it really comes down to like what is the hard thing That's gonna help you actually get to where you wanna be and how do you get yourself to do that? Because there's a lot of people who I know who will go to the gym three times a week and they can push themselves so intensely there and they're like, I gotta go, this is gonna make the difference and they go, go, go. But then all the other hours outside of the gym, they're not doing the things that feel hard to them that are gonna also get them results. Like not going out and partying so that way you can get to bed on time. Like not having the dessert, like not having all the carbs and no protein and no vegetables, right? Like those things are hard too. So it's like your workouts, yes, they have to be intense enough to be able to create a stimulus, uh, like a stimuli in your muscle Mm -hmm. to generate a response and have those adaptations that you want. But if you're pushing yourself like crazy in the gym, maybe, and maybe you know, maybe you're pushing the perfect intensity at the gym not too much, not too little, a sweet spot. But if you're not doing the other hard stuff, the other things outside of the gym, you're still not going to get the results. And this is what I really was sitting with. It's like, it's when it comes to overall results, it's not about the intensity as in terms of how intense is it now in this moment, but it's about the overall complacency and consistency of, can you do all those little hard things consistently that will bring you to the goal of where you want to be versus Only one time a day doing something really hard, really intense, and the rest of the
1: time staying screw it, because that's not going to get you the results you want. Yeah. And I remember hearing on the Andrew Huberman, I'm going to butcher this number because I can't really remember it exactly. But it's it's a podcast for those who don't. The Andrew Huberman Lab is a podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's so popular. I'm sure most people know about it. (laughs) But anyways, he was talking about, you know, when you're doing resistance training, I think it's like to keep the amount of muscle you have, it's like one-fifth or one-ninth or something insanely low, one- one-fifth or one-ninth of the volume that it took you to actually get there. So this is just kind of highlighting that you don't need an intense workout depending on what your goals are. But Marissa and I, you know, we, we've been talking about wanting to do Spartan races Uh, this, this summer, maybe one, maybe two, we'll see. And then, you know, every year for our anniversary, we do some type of triathlon, just ourselves, just the two of us, just to do something intense. And I think that, again, going back to, if you do every single workout, as intense, 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 if you're the general population who is looking for weight loss to put on muscle, For longevity those those like those are usually the the goals that people have then doing a super intense workout won't get you to that but like marissa and i i think doing those every once in a while where you really push yourself can show you what your body's capable of and i think that that's super important to push yourself because because i can tell you that at the end of something where You've kept one foot in front of the other. You've kept going, even though your mind is screaming at you to stop, screaming at you that, you know, this is hard, this sucks, I'm tired, I'm hot, I'm thirsty, whatever it is. And you get to the end, that feeling feels so good. Your confidence goes up and your ability to know that you can do hard things is increased.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, all that being said, and Kathleen and I also talked about this earlier, most people don't push themselves to do hard things. That's just, it's in our nature. It's, it's hard, it's uncomfortable, right? So like I said, some people can sometimes go really intense in the gym, but for a lot of people, they also have to learn how to challenge themselves. And maybe they're fine pushing in one area, but not in another. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they go way out, way too fast out of the gate and then they crash. Whatever it is, like, you still are gonna have to find a way to do a hard workout. So if you're that person who... Pushes yourself like crazy and you're feeling sick all the time in your workouts, or you get halfway through and then you can't finish it, you're probably going too intensely. But if you're that person who finishes your workout and you're like, oh, I feel like I could maybe keep going and do another decent amount of this you're probably not challenging yourself enough if every single time you're stopping you're like oh i could do another five to ten reps of this it's not enough if every day you're like oh my workout was my 40 minute walk that's that's not a workout that's a walk right that's Mm -hmm. part of your ten thousand steps that's not intense enough so it's like you have to find also these ways to challenge yourself and push yourself because the truth is most of us aren't used to doing hard work especially if you're just new to the gym and just starting up you don't know what it feels like to really feel that intensity in your muscles and in your tissue and also you may not have the base stability or the movement patterns down to be able to push yourself to that level yet and that's okay that'll come but i would like to challenge you that if you're someone who does tend to ease away and say this is hard Then allow yourself to make friends with that discomfort and be like, all right, let's lean into this. Let's push a little bit more because you will survive it and you will get through and you will get the results you want. But you have to figure out how to push yourself at
1: that proper intensity and do these hard things. And you know what? The proper intensity is going to be different for everybody, depending on what your stress load is throughout the day, depending on what age you are, depending on your on your sex, depending on like, there, there's so many things, depending on your genetics, there's so many things that play into what intensity you can go at. And so figuring that out for yourself and giving yourself time and looking at the different metrics. I mean, start, start out with less volume and then slowly work your way up. And then you'll notice that when it's too much, when you're overtraining, you'll feel super sluggish throughout the day. You want to feel good after you work out. Um, if you're like extremely sore, I mean, it's, it's general that when you change programs that the first couple workouts, you're going to feel more sore, but it shouldn't be like every single workout you feel like you friggin torched yourself. So looking at that, looking at your libido, looking at your, your energy, your, there's all sorts of things you can look at your, your body fat percentage. And if you start to notice that you're moving, to a place of being less healthy, then just bring down the intensity a little bit. And if you notice that, oh yeah, like Marissa said, I'm at the end of the workout and I totally, like I only pushed myself 50%, then maybe bring up the intensity more. But it's it's gonna be individual and you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself. But just know that, like we always say, it should be this this goal that you're looking to do for years and years and years. This isn't like a quick thing where you're working out for six weeks and you're done. It's this, this is going to be a long journey. So give yourself the grace to have the time to figure it out for yourself.
0: Hmm, I like that. So that's it guys. That's our thought for you guys on workout intensity. I hope this is helpful. Let us know if this was, if you had to bring up your intensity, if you had to chill out your intensity, or if you learned anything from this, let us know. So we're cheering for you. We hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week. And keep living the life. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. And we're so grateful for you and that we get to do this journey
1: with you. If you want to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram or join our Facebook group. Until next time, keep living the life.